Again, we're beginning this sermon series, Meals with Jesus, looking at different stories in the Gospel of Luke where Jesus is at table with others. And, and this looks, uh, there are some overlapping themes we'll, we'll hear in the coming weeks, and, and yet each one really stands on its own as to uh, something we really learn about, about Jesus, his call, his ministry, uh, it's, uh, and it's call on our lives today. Hear now this scripture from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, thank you for this, your word, the assurance of your presence. Open our ears, our hearts to truly hear your word, your voice calling unto us this morning. We make our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Seven or eight years ago, I was driving to visit a friend who was going through a bit of a rough patch. We were going to sit, hang out, chat. I had my phone in my right hand, and I was kind of scrolling, looking for a congregant's number. I needed to call a congregant. They were kind of going through a tough bout with this illness. Check on them. I was driving a few miles over the speed limit. Nothing bad, but, but an uptick because I was trying to see if I couldn't get a quick, quick grocery run in as well in this, in this little venture. And so visiting a friend, it's a good thing. Calling a congregant, that a good thing. Getting the groceries, that's a, that's a good thing. You might even say they expected things. That's, that's what friends do. That's what pastors do. That's what spouses do. So I'm, I'm speeding along with all these good things, all these expected things. What, what could possibly go wrong? In our passage, Martha's doing many tasks, we read in verse 40. Also translated sometimes as much serving. In that culture, of course, hosts were expected to provide not just food with hospitality, but, but shelter, amenities, even protection to anyone who might come by off the road. Jesus and his disciples. So Martha's doing good things, expected things. And yeah, there's, there's some juggling to do that. And Jesus has a word about this. Martha, Martha. And the repetition is meant to convey a sense of compassion. Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by so many things. The word for distracted there literally means divided. You are are divided by many things. Your attention is divided among many things. To be sure, Jesus is not critiquing hospitality here. Far from it. If you read the whole of the Gospel of Luke, that that really is one of the central themes Jesus is about and his followers are about. In fact, if you turn to this particular passage in your Bibles, the passage right before this one is the parable of the Good Samaritan. 
And you know how that ends. Jesus says, go and do. Like literally, go love your neighbor right now, especially the, the enemy that you don't like. Jesus is not critiquing hospitality and active love. He's critiquing a tension divided amid so many good things, expected things, while missing the one thing. Martha, Martha, your your attention's divided amid so many good expected tasks. Bobby, Bobby, your attention's divided among your, your, your friend, your congregant, your groceries, your driving... Or church, church, sometimes your attention is divided amidst so much serving job and family and, and community and, and committees and, 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 and emails and texts and to-do lists and helping out and phone calls. And, and Notice Martha's attention is not divided among all these bad things, evil things, sinful things. The critique is about so many good things and missing the one thing. And perhaps at this point we want to push back a little and cry out and say, you know, what other option is there? Who else is going to take care of my ailing parents on top of everything else? Who else is going to get to the children to school and then me to work and then respond to all the clients and then cover down on the committee work because so-and-so is out and then uh, get the minutes done and, 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 and then call the grieving friend and then clean and then get the meal together and maybe take a five-minute walk for my mental health? Look, juggling is life, these Days. What could possibly go wrong with plates full of so many good things all at once? In Luke 10.40, Luke describes Martha as distracted by many tasks, divided. In Luke 10.42, the last verse of the passage, uh, he goes with a different Greek word for distracted. There, the word combines the prefix around carry round with the stem that means to break. Martha was breaking around on all sides from her many tasks. Are any of us breaking all around from a lot of good plates? Expected ones. So I'm driving down this road in Richmond, Virginia. My friend on my mind and Phone in the hand, looking for that number, driving just a little bit faster, trying to see if I can't fit in that grocery store errand. And the light turns yellow at the intersection. As a child, I learned yellow means slow down. Instinctively, I sped up. I need to get to my friends, and I need to get the groceries. I scrolled actually just a little bit faster. I really need to find that congregants number because I might, making this light's going to limit my time a little bit on how long I can chat with them. And as I'm, I'm speeding up through this light, the, the car in front of me that has a right blinker on decides to not do a right turn, but in fact a U-turn in the intersection. I later learned that that is a legal move in the Commonwealth of Virginia. I, uh, unconsciously, they're going right, I'm speeding up. My memory's kind of blurred at this point. What I know is that uh, the back of my Honda CRV got hit and spun this way by that U-turn car, and and they kind of somehow end up spunning in the other direction of this intersection. Martha was 
breaking all around with many good tasks. There are an awful lot of things that can and do destroy lives and and, and churches, but one thing we do not consider often enough is the way many good things can break a people. Many good things all at once dividing the attention, dividing the energy, dividing the time, and divided up in so many ways it does not take so much then for us to break. And how often, especially this can happen in, in good-hearted nonprofits and, and the church goodness, where there's always good and serving and caring and hospitable things to do, expected, in fact, to do. And, and, and it's not to say, all oh, that's, that's bad, but, but one of the telltale signs that it's not just, yeah, good, hard work, that's, that's part of the call, but, 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 but that, in fact, we're being distracted, divided, even broken up in many pieces. One of the telltale signs is bitterness. Lord, do, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? It is tiring her. And she's frustrated. No one else is helping out. What's Mary doing? What are the other members of the family doing? What's the rest of the church doing? Where's the help? Good things are are killing her, and so the painful irony is Martha is now no longer offering any hospitality, even as that's the very thing she's trying to do, right? How hospitable is it if you've got the perfect setting, the perfect food, the perfect mu music, but, but a tired, bitter host calling out her sister in front of the crowd? How hospitable is it? You have the perfect service of worship, the perfect ambience, meal, program, thing at your house, little gathering, big gathering, but it's all a bunch of strained, breaking all around people trying to pull it off. Now Martha has a plan to, to, to fix this. Tell Mary to help me, she says to Jesus. Jesus, the, the way to fix that I'm bitter and I'm tired, I'm exhausted in so many things that are expected and good, by the way, you give me some people, some resources, some strength to step up and, and, and do all this. Get, get folks to pitch in. Get these people in here. Get the people out there. Get us to pitch in. I have yet to serve in a church or, or, or a nonprofit where I haven't felt or it hasn't been voiced by another. If we just had... X more number of folks on this committee. If we just had X amount more, more members to pull this off, we, we need more. We need more people. But Jesus doesn't respond by giving Martha Mary or, or more energy or more people or, or a more strategic, organized way to just be more efficient with all those good plates that we really do need to deal with. Not that those can't and don't have their place. It's just if the issue is our hearts being distracted, divided, breaking, then Jesus has no interest in assisting us any further on uh, traveling down that particular road. He's not going to equip us to further keep dividing ourselves. It's just too dangerous a path. Indeed, I did not make it to my friend's place that night and offer a hospitable listening ear. I did not call that congregant and offer 
uh, hospitable ear of, of, of empathy. I did not buy those groceries that night and offer a hospitable dinner. Even the good we pursue is crushed to nothing under the weight of a divided heart. Jesus wants nothing further to do with that. Instead, unto the overwhelmed, divided, breaking apart heart, Jesus invites a wholly other perspective. Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. And notably, it's one thing that's not a plate for Martha right now. And Mary has chosen the better part. And what has Mary chosen? Verse 39, she sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. She sat, like stopped moving, multi-thising, multi-that-ing. Her body stopped and settled, and she listened. It's this posture of humility, uh, attentiveness, presence, a process of a posture of seeking to receive, learn. And again, Jesus is not implying hospitality is not needful or, in fact, central. It, it is. It's just Jesus knows the heart of hospitality is not how well the table is set. It is about the presence of the host. How full of love and joy and warmth is the host? How present is the host? How is the heart of the host? Everything else about hospitality, the space, the room, uh, the, the music, the food, the way, it's all a deep second to the presence of of the host. Mary is situated before Jesus that she might receive his teaching, his nourishment. And in making this posture central, there is this sense that somehow the many tasks might somehow change or shift or lighten. That somehow if we tend to that first thing, the other good and vital things will, will, will somehow work themselves out far more than we might have asked for or imagined, such as God's faithfulness. It is my sense that two years into this pandemic, the church around the world, certainly the church in North America, has been deeply strained. I've talked to a lot of pastors near and far, and not everyone has come back. And not everyone is coming back. And I don't mean some are in person, some are live stream. I mean the mix and way of being is shifting. And for some, the rhythm is not there like it was. And who knows what the future holds on all of that, but, 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 but the feeling at the moment is, but goodness gracious, there, there remains so much good that we need to do that we always need to be about as a church. And, 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 and we need more people and more resources. And we're tempted to think, oh, gosh, exhausted as we are, we're gonna just have to try harder. We're gonna have to get more efficient. We're going to have to double, triple down on the awkward volunteer phone calls and whatever else we can. But what if all the breaking apart is, in fact, an invitation to open our hands and drop to our knees and let go? 
What if the overwhelming amount of good that needs to be done here and in our lives and in this world and is breaking in upon all of us is actually breaking us unto a chance to return to the one who is in fact the center of our existence and being, the source. To be sure, I I imagine a lot of us can't even fathom how we could regularly slow and attend like Mary before Jesus uh, to pray or to have uh, lingering conversations with others in the body of Christ or or, or, or to take a slow walk through God's hospitality of creation and just listen. Oh, Oh, there's not enough time for that gift. Here's the good news. Did you catch whose home Jesus enters? It's Martha's house. Distracted, attention divided, breaking all around with many good tasks. Martha. Into her home, Jesus makes a way. And then really, he just starts acting like the host. We may gather this morning overextended, tired, just exhausted, distracted, juggling, frenzied, far from what anyone might be kind of call holy or centered or at peace or joyful or... And yet Jesus finds his way to the center of the house. Our mess does not scare him or turn him away. He is here. He is host. He has come to teach, to share, to give life, to fill. I invite you really to take this service itself as something of a yellow light. And receive it as a child. Amen.